0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk, growing together exponentially. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Today is episode 286, Become a Best-Selling Business Author with John Tai. Now, this episode is going to be incredible, because um, what we are going to talk about is how to become a bestselling author, how to create a book that will bring you business, and the power of positioning and how it can be done quickly. And for those of you that don't know, John Tai is a bestselling author of Crush It With Kindle, an online marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, and business coach. And before striking out on his own, John had a career as a corporate lawyer, but decided he wanted more from life. And John's mission today is to help experts and entrepreneurs share their message with the world so that they can build a successful business doing something that they love, live life on their terms, and inspire others. If you want to check the transcript and the video of the interview, you can also visit our website, gtex.org.uk forward 286 so gtex.org.uk forward slash 286, if you want to watch the video instead of listening, or you want to uh, uh, read the transcript, everything is there on the website, and as well as the contacts of John Tai. But before we get started, I've got two things that I want to say. One, the first one is a comment on the episode where we are talking about today. In fact, Uh, I think that publishing and having a book is one of the best things that you can do for your business. Uh, I wrote my first book when I was 23, and it was called uh, 69 Buzzing Questions to Turn Your Life Upside Down. Still there on Amazon. (laughs) You can find it there. 69 Buzzing Questions to Turn Your Life Upside Down. And uh, I had this idea uh, that I wanted to write and publish a book in, uh, in, in 30 days. So on the 30th day, the book needed to be published and needed to be active there on Amazon in that case. It has been an incredible journey because uh, from that book, uh, um, I sold more than 2,000 copies. <laughs> I think not online. I think I made about three online sales. But uh, I was giving it away or was selling it every time I was doing a seminar, every time I was doing a talk. And one of the ways I built my business is uh, to give away a book, one for £10, two for 15 at every talk I was given. And then everyone that bought the book, they also had a one-hour session with me. And that was how, literally, the strategy I used for the first two years, speaking everywhere I could. There was one person or 100 people. I was there, <laughs> selling my book, giving away one-hour strategy uh, session, uh, one-hour coaching session. And then building the relationship with people that then would uh, hopefully then join my programs or services. And that's how I made my first six figures. So having that book that took me 30 days to publish uh, was uh, a, a godsend, So if you don't have a book, it doesn't have to be like, of course, you can have different levels of books that you're writing. You can create books that really go deep into your methodology, really go deep in what you are creating, really go deep in what you're writing and position you as a thought leader. And that's one thing. Or you can have a giveaway book, something that it will take you less to create, is a useful resource for someone that hears you, is sure to create, sure to consume, but still is something valuable for the people in front of you. And depending on how much time and how much, uh, how, how much you want to write, you can decide one or the two. And my first book was uh, very short. Uh, it was like. 69 questions that I could ask that people could ask themselves and the explanation of why that question was very powerful on a psychological point of view that was my my thing so it's a page page one question the page the next page there was a this short description I think to write it completely it took me about a day and a half two days so think about what, what can you do in this and how you can apply what John is going to share with you today. So it's time to get started with the, the interview. Actually, no, before haha, before we get started, I go one more thing, because if you haven't downloaded yet or got our ultimate publicity bundle, it's like, what the heck are you waiting for? Um, you know that if you want to get known in your field, sell more books, um, build your brand, then uh, uh, you got to get featured on media you got to get featured on publications if you want to stand out is not a nice to have is a must in our field but finding the right publication can be difficult. And how do you follow up with people? How do you connect with the publishers and so on? And that's why my team and I have spent an entire month, more than £2,000, consolidating four years of data on global publications that are looking for contributors. And we have created the ultimate publicity bundle where you will get access to a curated database of more than 500 publications that are looking for speakers, more than 100 podcasts looking for guests, my templates on how to connect with journalists and my follow-up framework to maximize every single speaking opportunity that you have. And all this for only £29.99. That's it. £29.99. This is only for a limited period of time, so make sure you get it right now. Um, uh, And the the sooner you get it, the, the more publications you're going to get featured on. So to get it, you can scroll down and find the link in the show notes or you can visit gtext.events forward slash publicity iPhone bundle. So gtext.events forward slash publicity iPhone bundle. Let me repeat it one more time for you. gtext.events forward slash publicity iPhone bundle. All right, I promise, that's it for me. Um, I'll let you enjoy the episode now. <laughs> you know, I love my introductions and uh, hope that was valuable for you as well, my insight on how I use my book to grow my business. And now it's time to hear it from John Ty: how to become a best-selling author. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today I'm here with my good friend, John Ty. How you doing, John?
1: I'm well. Thank you, Simone. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, it's my pleasure. I mean, uh, we were talking before we are here in uh, uh, hashtag lockdown. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> this becomes uh, pretty much one of the only ways that we have to connect <laughs> yeah. without, with, 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 the, with the outside world. Uh, so before we go into the uh, um, into the topic of today, which is uh, how to uh, build your authority in your field and uh, become a bestselling author. Uh, then uh, can you tell us a bit more just about about you and your background um, that got you, w- what happened that got you to this point?
1: Yeah, I'll give you the short version. But uh, I I've always loved to to read and I started writing my first book way back in nineteen ninety eight and I couldn't get a publisher uh, and it was a sort of side thing I was working at the time um, anyway and that was back in the day when you had the double gate system. So you had to have an agent before you could get in front of a publisher, which in itself still wasn't a guarantee. So effectively, two, two gatekeepers. And so that was a, all the yeah. way back in 98. And then um, I had another go at writing a book in 2004. Uh, first book was a thriller. Second book was actually a book about um, weight loss and nutrition, because that's something i had been teaching at the time for several years. Uh, same thing, you know, the feedback was, you know, it's a good book, but it's such a crowded marketplace, such so saturated. It's, uh, you would need a celebrity to endorse it. Now, even if I could have got a celebrity, I didn't want to because it was my baby. I'd put you know, it was years of work that had gone into being able to write it in the first place and then the, the writing process itself. So, so at that point I had this great big stack of rejection letters and I thought, okay, I'm, that's, uh, that, that's the end of this. I'm not going to try this a third time. Uh, and it was, 2012 that i discovered kindle direct publishing which is mm-hmm. and it'd been around for a number of years at that point that was when i discovered it and that's the platform amazon's created for to allow authors to self-publish and you can literally be up and, and live and published within 24 hours of uploading yeah, yeah. your manuscript and your cover they also have a print imprint and there are lots of other platforms that sell uh, books as well but amazon's like the 800 pound gorilla well, for both traditionally and self published authors, really, mm-hmm. um, but particularly self published. And it, so it sort of evolved from there. Um, and, you know, in a past life, I was a corporate lawyer, but I, dis, I really decided I wanted something something different. Um, I'd always had that entrepreneurial yeah. desire, which I've been suppressing. And I, so I finally gave into that. And anyway, one th- these sort of things kind of came together. And so I've been teaching, uh, you know, I've obviously gone back to writing, written a number of books since the first two and spent eight years nearly teaching people how to self-publish, get their books onto Amazon, promote them, get them to bestseller status. And particularly now focusing on entrepreneurs and business authors Mm -hmm. and helping them to get their message down and attract their ideal clients, get the book published and use that as a positioning tool to you know, grow their, grow their business rapidly.
0: Ah, that, that's brilliant. So you, you mentioned that uh, you wrote, uh, then you, you, you discover Kindle publishing and uh, that was uh, the, the, your launch in today, into the publishing world. Um, what was the first book that you published on Kindle publishing?
1: Um, well, the first book was uh, a book about, actually about real estate. Um, so that was the third book I wrote and um then i was working on the the diet book and that's when it because i didn't when i first discovered kindle publishing i i was only looking at it from the point of view of publishing my own books yeah Um, and so it wasn't until i'd written the that that third book um because i'd missed a little segment out so from the corporate law world i went I, I did go into the entrepreneurial world and set up an online real estate business. So that, okay. It ah, okay. That was, got it, that, got, that, it, got that, it. Got it. That's got the, it. Got it. The dots there. <laughs> now that business, um, we got a lot of good feedback on that, but it, it hit the buffers. It ran out of cash flow. Probably 2008 wasn't a great time to be starting a real estate business, but it <laughs> a, a lot. Um, so four <laughs> years in, I ended up having yeah. to pull a plug on that. So that's why that, you know, that I didn't go beyond that with the real estate thing, but, Anyway, that was the third book I wrote and it was part of the marketing process for that because obviously I've been been in the online space for three, Mm -hmm. coming up four years at that point. So I've been learning about online marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so long story short, I had this sort of epiphany moment um, because what I did was I I set out a, um, I actually made a Gantt chart and a list of stuff to do to market this book to get traffic across you know again that business book is a business positioning tool um, yeah. for for the real estate business, and um, I suddenly had this epiphany that I could teach this um, mm-hmm. I love to write, I love to teach, uh, and I love the online marketing thing and it and it sort of, a perfect it, fit. It, became <laughs> quite, it became suddenly compelling because I had a business which yeah. I could have turned it around, but it was really struggling, and my heart at this point my heart wasn 't in it I was never yeah. and I had this other thing which when I started doing it it was immediately profitable, had very low overheads and ticked all the main boxes for what I actually enjoyed doing. And so it just became a no brainer. Mm. Um, You know, so rather than trying to turn around a business that I wasn't loving, I, I, Pivoted into. into something did you have? Quite
0: a, did you have any resistance? Because right now, in particular, in this time, you know, uh, now we're going to talk in a moment about publishing. Mm. But it's more a curiosity that I have yeah. because now there are going to be in the climate, the current climate we're living in, that are going to need to pivot and uh, they might experience resistance in pivoting. Mm -hmm. Uh, How was your experience when you dropped the real estate business and started this new business in a complete new field? Um, Did you have any resistance? Uh, Did you have any fears around that? Or it was just like excitement or something you... Well,
1: yes, yes and yes. So, I mean, yeah, there was... Obviously, there were fears, but uh, things weren't going things weren't going well. And that was, that was the reason I would, I started thinking about doing the, the the book in the first place to try and turn things around. Um, and obviously I didn't follow that through because of the reasons I've just explained. So there was, there was, there was some fear and there was definitely resistance, but it's one of those things where once I made the, t- and I went backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, talked it through with people for some time. Um, when I finally made the decision and actually committed to it, it all changed. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you, you know, people talk about this um, yeah. when you commit sort of um, fate moves, providence. And, and I can't remember the exact quote, but mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it was, and it was like a, a weight off my shoulders. Um, and, and one of the things to, to bear in mind is that that four year, even though the real estate business didn't go forward, I learned so much yeah. in those four years my first four years as an entrepreneur i was able to take so many lessons forward both things to do things not to do the mm-hmm. things that i needed i knew i needed to get stronger in so it yeah it wasn't wasted time I, yeah. I i took a lot away from that and so i was able to get get up even though it wasn't you know i mean the economy wasn't fantastic but it, it um I was able to get up and running much, much faster as a result of that past experience. So even if you do pivot, you know, it's not like you're leaving everything behind. You actually mm. take a lot more with you than you perhaps realize.
0: Yeah, I think that, the, that that's a very good point. Thank you. Um, because there are, I'm sure there are people listening right now that they they, they have to pivot, that they have no other choices. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, if I'm thinking about GTEx, we run about 200 events every year.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: Now, problem. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, we uh, had we built uh, throughout the years a strong online side, but it's never been the majority of our focus. For mm. us, the online world is to get people to the offline world, yeah, to the events. Now we can't do that, and so we had to change. And for everyone who is uh, resisting this change, mm. then remember that you're not starting from scratch because some people mm-hmm. might and i've talked to, so to a client and she was mentioning that she was feeling like a failure because so i've worked all these years and now this happens and i wasn't able to make it work mm-hmm. and now i'm not able to make it work and so yeah. and i think one of the
1: things to you know obviously mine was complete pivot into a totally different business um it's it's going to be a lot less of a pivot if you are figuring out ways to do things online um, but it's the same core business. Um, yeah. and there's the, 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 famous story about, you know, the, uh, transportation or the, the railroad companies back in the early 1900s in the U S that could have bought up all the truck manufacturing companies and haulage mm-hmm. companies, um, and then, uh, but they didn't do that because they, they, they were thinking to themselves, well, we're not in the trucking business, we're in the, the rail business. But actually, they were in the transportation business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, right now, a lot of people, they have a, you know, get, again, analyzing what is what is my business. It's it's helping people to do X. Um, and I'm just going to find a s- somewhat different way to do that. And then we'll, we'll readjust once things go back to normal uh, and mm-hmm. probably keep some of the good stuff that we developed. So this is a great time in the sense of it's forcing people to think in new ways and maybe some of those ways might actually be better than the way people were doing things before but they wouldn't mm-hmm. discover them if they hadn't been forced to uh get yeah. the box a little bit so it's not you know nobody's happy about the situation we're in but there's some
0: positives that we can take away Absolutely. There, there's always, it depends always where, where we're looking at. <laughs> we are looking at which side of the glass, <laughs> which part of the glass are we focusing on? Now, one of the positive things that this situation brings is definitely uh, people having more time to do the things that they knew they should be doing or they wanted to do, but they always said, I don't have time for this. Uh, writing a book is one of those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> writing a book is is one, is one <laughs> of those things so uh, if we start uh, uh right now like uh, why should hmm. the experts write a book if someone is yeah. is listening here that have not written a book why why should someone write a book okay, so what i want to do
1: right away is is, is hit you with two things and then we can kind of loop back if you want to so first sure. of all why it's important and, and secondly the elephant in the room which is but I, how long it's going to take me to write a book and so on so it's important because it's still an incredibly powerful positioning tool we we live in a society that that uh, reveres authors and even though it's super easy to publish now almost no one does it's a tiny 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 fraction of the population you know one or two percent of people so it immediately makes you stand out. And then there's all sorts of things that can flow from that book, mm-hmm. all sorts of benefits that go into writing it and, and all sorts of spin-offs afterwards. Um, in terms of the elephant in the room, yes, but I haven't got time to write or I don't know how to write a book. Um, there's loads of great tools out there to simplify. You can outsource processes like editing and proofreading and cover creation very, very easily and relatively cheaply or very cheaply. Um, and in terms of the actual Content creation process and I think you know we're going to talk about this in, in a bit more detail, but um, You can speak your book and then get that Transcript done by AI for free at a very high level real-time turnaround and then have that edited and polished by a professional who will make it sound like it's still your voice This is the key thing. You, you don't want to ghostwriter. Ghostwriting for this is not appropriate You want it to be your expertise in your voice but polish so that it, it sounds like it's been, or it reads like it's been written as opposed to a, a, a mm-hmm. recording of a transcript. Um, so by doing that, if you, you spend a little bit of time creating the right structure for your book, then you can essentially go to those bullet points, speak, speak to them, get the transcript done, edit it, and very, very quickly. Some, some people do this within you know, a, a few days or a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to take months or years. Um, so we've got these amazing tools now and it, you can get a book out very, very quickly.
0: Uh, that, that's, uh, that's awesome. What kind of tools were you talking about? Uh, for example, the one that can uh, you, you mentioned uh, recording or transcribing. Yeah. Do you have someone, so someone in mind? There's a, something there's a lot in of mind?
1: stuff. And, you know,
0: we I know you, you, you went into the warm or researching resources for writers. Yeah, exactly. You're talking, so I've okay. actually well,
1: just well, been just <laughs> been doing some research on this. I've just been putting a writer's guide together. Um there are lots of solutions for uh, transcription both uh, both people and AI. The best one right now, in my opinion is a uh, is called otter.ai. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and may, you know the turnaround is within minutes or if you're tr- actually talking into it, you actually it, actually transcribed it as you watch in real time. Uh, you get ten hours of transcription. For free each month with the, with the basic account. Um, so to keep, to put that in perspective, yeah. talking at the sort of normal pace, the way we're talking now, you're looking at about eight to ten thousand words an hour. So if you think a book could be anywhere from you know twenty five thirty thousand at the sort of shortish end to forty or fifty or sixty thousand words, that's that's sort of Three, four, five, six hours a con- of of speaking. So you can get it done completely for free through Otter. Uh, it's accurate. It's fast. It's free. Um, and if you want, you can download an app and you can literally talk into your phone, um, hit the button, and it automatically sends it off and then sends you back the, the transcription. Once it's been completed, so yeah. super super easy. And the way to the, the way to make it even easier is obviously you know, just to to chunk it down. So you know, obviously you're going to have different chapters, but but chunk the chapters down and perhaps do a, you know a few minutes at a time, address one one topic, talk about that, take a little break, and then go back and and do it that way. And then as long as you're consistent, do a little bit each day, then within no time at all, you'll have the 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 raw. Uh, transcript of your book in front of you.
0: Yeah, I, I love, I absolutely love Otter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like
0: it's like my, I got a premium account. Is 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 a, one of my best friends? Um, yeah. I, I spend time with Otter every single day. <laughs> uh, for example, like even um, I run another podcast called the Simone Vincenzi Talks Business, mm. and uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to it, make sure you check on your favorite podcasting platform, Simone Vincenzi Talks Business, and subscribe now. And it's a very short, uh, like two to five minutes uh, uh, videos that I do. Mm. And then I turn into a podcast. And then I add the audio file to Otter to then create social media posts or blog posts from there. Mm. So it's an incredible, incredible tool, very easy to use and definitely it will help you speed up the process. Um, you mentioned, so the, the elephant in the room is how long will it take? Are there any other elephant in the rooms that, because you work with many authors, um, yeah. that stopped them from getting it done or from yourself writing your books, uh, that stopped you to getting them done, that is worth addressing right now?
1: Yeah, well, just v- very quickly, what I would say is people, uh, understandably, I'm the, the not criticism, um, people get hung up on, the mechanics of it. Okay. How, how do I go through, how do I do this, this, and this? How do I market it? How do I turn it into a best seller? Um And I, I guess what I would say is, is really the important thing is, is just getting it done. The mechanics um, are relatively straightforward. And if you don't want to do them, you can outsource them really inexpensively. Um, so don't let that stop you from, from making progress. Try not to worry about the mechanics of it. Try not to worry about getting it out there. Just the fact that you've got a book is fantastic positioning. Even if, even if the person that you're speaking to doesn't read it, you know, you will get a different reaction from somebody when you tell them that you're a published author or a best-selling published author. They still haven't read your book, but they react differently. And immediately people will start sort of seeking out opinions from you on your topic. Um, because there's that sort of halo effect, that that assumption that if you, you've written a book and it's, it's a, generally a valid assumption if you've written a book on a subject you must know quite a bit about it so immediately it positions you so don't get hung up on the mechanics those can sort themselves out or somebody can help you with those get but it done <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which which kind of goes to everything in, in life and business isn't it just get it done
0: <laughs> yeah well, that, that's that's absolutely true um do you find that uh, a a more effective strategy i don't know if um, you find something worse better than another is like to just focus your time and say okay i'm gonna block it two weeks and that's all i'm going to do or am i going to write uh, you know a thousand words a day and then i'm going to do it up until it's done where do you find mm-hmm. uh, um uh, what did you see that worked the best i
1: i've tried Uh, different approaches and it's somewhat dependent on circumstances. So uh, I mentioned that I wrote a book on my second book that I wrote was on weight loss and nutrition. I actually wrote that while I was working as a corporate lawyer and there was a particular piece of legislation going through at the time, uh, which meant that we were rushing to get a whole bunch of deals, basically every deal finished before it came in because it was, there was going to be a big tax implication if we didn't. Um, so the earliest I ever got out of the office was 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have to commute home. But what I did was I I committed to write something every single day even if it was only, you know, a one or two line paragraph. Even if I only got 5 or 10 minutes done. Yeah. I'd fire up the, the laptop when I got home and write something and I did that every single day and some days I'd get more done weekends than my, if I I'd get maybe a, a couple of hours done if I wasn't working. Four months later, I had the finished, the, the draft manuscript finished, even though I was, I never got out of the office before 10 p.m. and I was never home till nearly 11 p.m. Right.
0: So Lisa, um, there is no, there, is, there are so, no excuses. So, like so,
1: so and I'm, I'm not saying that to sort of brag. I'm just saying that even in circumstances when you're very time poor, consistency will get you through. Literally, if you just do, a, a, you know, 50 or 100 words a day, and some days you'll have good days, eventually you will get there. I, we talked about this before we came on air. Um, I've just written mm. this writer's guide now because I've got time on my hands. I'm, you know, we're in lockdown right now as we're recording this. Um, I've been working on it every single day, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day for nearly two weeks. Uh, but mm. got the whole thing done inside two weeks instead of four months. So both approaches work. Just, just do what whatever is right for you and your circumstances. But, Yet
0: again, just get it done. <laughs> get it done. Get it done. Create the time. If you have if you have time for two weeks and do it and focus on that, great. If you don't have that luxury or you have other things to run, like for example, like for me, putting my businesses on hold for, for two weeks to write something right now feels not mm. even conceivable. <laughs> uh, but I can say, no, can I write half an hour a day? Can I write 15 minutes a day? Yeah. And if line. you're transcribing, sorry to
1: interrupt you. Sorry, yeah. But If you're doing the transcription thing, which didn't, which wasn't really around then. This was g- going back quite a long, you know, early two thousands when I was doing the uh, first book that I mentioned there. Um, it's even quicker. So you can actually five or ten minutes. You could you could get. You know, if you think you're speaking eight to ten thousand words an hour, you speak for ten minutes. That's that's over a thousand words. Yeah. Like, a lot of writers would be happy to knock out a thousand words in a day. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's even it's even easier
0: now. Now uh, let's talk about uh, let, let's go a bit deeper into uh, more like a best-selling strategies. Mm-hmm. And, um, because uh, the part one is uh, the writing and getting it done. Nothing is going to become a bestseller if it's not done first. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Pretty straightforward. Then we are talking about the the marketing side. Mm. because uh, i'm sure that there are a lot of people that maybe are listening right now that have right they spend ages years writing their book i was having actually a consultation with a client a couple uh, a couple of months ago she mentioned "Oh, i spent two and a half years writing this book and i sold two copies Mm. so writing is important but then marketing is equally as important. Um, so when launching a book, what are some of the um, like must, the, the things that someone needs to do to make sure that they launch it well?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm going to loop back to something that we haven't touched on just very briefly, particularly for somebody who is about to start writing the book or is in the process. Mm. Um, and that is, um, now I talk about climbing the right mountain, mm. um, and in the So this is specifically in the context of a business book. Um, there's a really powerful exercise that you can go through before you write anything. And this does tie into the marketing, that's why I'm mentioning it now. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, which is getting clarity on who your ideal customer is. Because the, the reality is as experts on whatever our subject area is, we could probably write several different books on that or several different versions of the same book and those books are going to appeal to slightly different people. If you can get clarity on who your ideal prospect is, you know, who do you enjoy working with? Who, who's willing to um, work well with you and, and, and mm. does the stuff that they need to do? Who has money to hire you for your product or service, et cetera. Um, if you can go through that process, you, you can craft the book that appealed to that person specifically um and that makes everything easier first of all um, it makes writing the book easier because you have clarity about who you're aiming for and what yeah. you're writing about secondly it makes life and business easy because you get to m- work with your ideal clients so it's more fun it's more lucrative it's more rewarding more impactful um it also makes the marketing easier marketing easier because you have a clear idea of who you're communicating to you know that customer well you know what uh, is important to them what their their hot hot buttons are in terms of um, uh, you know what motivates them uh, what they're trying to get away from what they're trying to achieve in, their, in terms of their business and so on so everything just that that's fairly simple exercise of really thinking about who your ideal prospect is suddenly everything in the entire process from the writing to the marketing to the business afterwards becomes much much easier so having said that um, to, to answer the question about marketing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, there's lots and lots of things you can do. I'm a big fan of the 80-20 principle and, you know, it's, there's a thousand plus things you could do, but really it's only a small handful that, that really move the needle. Um, one of the things is uh, getting set up before you even publish. Right. Uh, so, build, you know, building up, now, I'm, sh- I'm sure other people have talked about this, not necessarily in the context of books, but it's the same thing. And building up a, a, a network of people who, are, who you can help support when you launch. Uh, you know, People in the industry who already have you know, a social following, an email list, um, and you can build a relationship with them, add value to them. They mm-hmm. can support you. You can support them at another time. So all of that good stuff, which obviously that takes time, that relationship building takes yeah. time. So don't wait till you finish your book, start that today. It's like the the old uh, adage about when's the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago and the second best time is now. Same thing with developing relationships. Uh, setting up your own um, social media stuff in terms of you know pages and groups uh, so that you can start building a following, drip feeding some exciting stuff out, building a relationship with with fans and followers having a page on facebook so that you can put posts up and then promote them these are all um, really can be very powerful things when it comes to actually launching your book having a some people talk about it as a street team or an advanced reader group it's the same thing having a small group of people and it could be 20 50 or 100 people who are you know serious fans of of what you're doing who can Essentially, you send them advanced materials so you, you get the first chapter written you send it out and you get them to feedback on it so um, they mm. get the inside track they get early access to everything you can give them bonus content and all sorts of like you know private um, you know webinar and all kinds of stuff that that is great cool. for them. you get the feedback you get to uh, sort of iron out a lot of the issues with your book before you ever publish it, you end up publishing a much better book. But not only will they support you, they, not only will they provide you with th- those initial reviews, but they'll help create buzz and help spread the word and help share social posts and um, all sorts of things. So there's all these things you can do in advance to um, really put yourself in a strong position when it actually comes time to uh, launch your new book. And then when it mm. actually does come to launch time, there are various sites where you can obviously advertise and promote your book um, that, that can drive traffic and, and help you get that initial traction. Because speaking specifically to Amazon now, but it, this yeah. applies to the smaller sites too, you know, there is a there is a process whereby you get your book, you make your book successful. And that is you need to sell enough copies to give Amazon Enough data points to be able to say, okay, well, this is the sort of person that likes that book. Um, people that bought this book also bought this book, and so now your book starts showing up in the also bought section. So now you're getting free advertising on the pages of lots and lots of similar books. You're getting mm-hmm. incredibly accurate targeting on in the world's biggest bookstore. You're going to make organic sales. And the other, again, to take a step back from that, the other element in terms of the setup of, of your book is getting the foundations right. Yeah, um, because And the foundations, when when I'm talking about, are things like, you know, having a really good cover that is right for your market, Um, having a title which communicates, you know, hooks your Mm -hmm. target prospect and communicates to them that the book is is relevant and interesting to them, a good description, keywords, categories, those sorts of things which may mean it's possible for people to find and then notice and be intrigued by your book, click on the thumbnail, otherwise they can't buy it, get into the music place. So those are the things that if you get those things right, you'll make long-term organic sales um, beyond the launch without ever having to go back and keep marketing the book. And then any marketing you do subsequently is just is kind of a bonus on top of that.
0: Is, is there any kind of tool or ways in which to see, for example, like doing any competitor analysis or market research on books that are already performing well, like what tags they are using uh, because what i'm what i 'm hearing you 're saying is uh, that you have now you don 't only think about the launch when the launch happens, mm. you start thinking about the launch way before. Um, I love the strategies that you mentioned on <laughs> getting people to um, uh, kind of like feed them content, help them to create the book, give them bodies it creates a really tight community around that book mm. i can I can see that going into the preparation of the right cover, the right image for the target market. So um, any tool or any suggestion on how to do that market research so you know that you're yeah. targeting the right people?
1: Yeah, I mean, two, two things. One is just, a, and this is just a general, generally applicable to business, which is, you know, spend, the more time you can spend talking to and, and getting, asking questions of your, your prospects. And again, this comes back to, you know, Planting niching the right down mentor. to your ideal yeah. prospect <laughs> makes all of this so much easier. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's as applicable for books as it, as it is for general business. Um, in terms of actual tools, there's a, a I'm trying to think of it. there's, it's called Kindle Rockets by Dave Chesson, which is a really useful tool. It um, mm-hmm. allows you to do very, very rapid keyword and category analysis um, of books that are in your niche and really get a lot of data very quickly. I would also say though that, while well, that's great software and well worth uh, investing it's only ninety seven dollars uh, for for lifetime access. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, you still want to go into Amazon, which is where most of your buyers will be, and spend time just exploring the relevant categories and you know do a brainstorm a handful of books which are similar to yours and look them up, see what categories they're in, got it, um, and then go through those categories. Look at the bestsellers in those. Look at, um, you know, get a sense of the look and feel for the books in that category or the the different kind of themes that recur in terms of images or colors or fonts or or layout Mm -hmm. of the covers. Um, Read the descriptions uh, and get get that intuitive sense that you don't get from just using software. Um, And there's a synergy to that. So you use the software, but you also just you know get in there and actually look and see what your prospects are actually looking and seeing when they're searching on amazon and type keywords into the search for either the bookstore or the kindle store specifically because amazon dropped down a list of suggestions you get to see right, exactly right. what people are typing in so spend spend a few hours spend half a day or a day just doing this it will be more than more than pay for itself because Mm -hmm. the benefits that you, first of all, you'll have a better understanding of of your your market and your clients anyway, which translates to everything. Secondly, you do it once and it benefits your book for the lifetime of that book. And if you, once you've done one book, you may end up thinking, actually, that wasn't so hard at all. I might do a second book. because you've got all this knowledge in your head and you want to get it out there. That transfers probably, assuming it's the same subject here, 80, 90% of that is going to transfer across the next book. So you do the work once, but you benefit from it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yes, great software. And that was um, Kindle um, or oh, Publisher Rocket. It just changed the name. So Publisher Rocket is the name of the software. But get in there and, and just dig around and, and take notes and, and get that intuitive feel for where
0: you're going to be selling your book. All right. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for uh, all this uh, goal that you just shared. I mean, there is so much right now in this interview that I would recommend everyone who's interested in writing a book. When we are done, (laughs) to go back, take notes and listen to it because all these strategies, they're going to be crucial, not only to get you the book completed first, but also to make sure that it goes in the hands of the right people, the people that you want uh, to read uh, th- that book. Uh, now it's time to wrap up the interview and we have uh, this uh, final session called Lifting the Veil. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take your shirt off. Don't worry about that, John. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to share a tool, a practice, uh, an app, something that uh, you have discovered uh, or that you're using that is worth sharing. What's yeah, the well... the uh,
1: the one I want to share is actually a book mm-hmm. and it's not, um, again, it's not specific to publishing. This is just to do with any, uh, yeah, anything really. And, it, and it's a book called, uh, the power of habit by Charles Duhigg, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's been out about a decade now. Yeah. Um, a massive bestseller. It's, but it, it's really powerful in life and in business because if, if you've not read it, um, read it, if you have read it, perhaps go back and reread it. <laughs> Because if you, one of the best ways I've found of making progress, and this is kind of what the book talks about, is, is embedding new habits, because we are creatures of habit. And so you have good habits, you have bad habits. If you can gradually migrate across towards good habits, then um, life becomes just better, easier, smoother in every possible way. And so that's what the book talks about, is how to, how to develop good habits, how to, how to drop uh, negative, uh, destructive habits. Um, and there's another book, which I'd also, um, mention, which is, is similar. It's a little bit of a short read. It's called the 21 day miracle is by, uh, Ed Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both, you get them both on Amazon and it's a very similar sort of thing. And it talks about 21 day sprints. So just focusing on one thing, one habit for, for 21 days. Um, until, you know, putting your willpower into that one thing, making it a habit. And then once you've got that bedded in, you can move on to the next one. Sorry, not the camera there. Um, so the, those, those two books um, and, and the kind of process that they advocate is, is what I would recommend.
0: All right, so the power of habit and the 21-day miracle. That's right, yeah. Brilliant. So make sure they, these resources are going to be in the show notes. You can scroll down if you are um, listening on your mobile or if you're watching, for example, on any other like YouTube or any other platform, then you will find um, all these resources in the comments. Um, Now, John, thank you very much for being with us today and for all the gold that you shared. Uh, If someone wants to reach out to you, wants to work with you, or get access to some of the resources you have created, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Okay, so well, the first thing they could do is go to crushitwithkindle.com. They can get a free book there uh, and get onto the mailing list and uh obviously amazon <laughs> you can find a book on amazon as well uh and other books but then also um social media so there's a crush it with kindle which is the name of my um, sort of flagship book on this uh crush it with kindle facebook page and a crush it with kindle youtube channel as well so mm-hmm. that's crush it with kindle
0: Crush it with Kindle. The link is in the show notes. So make sure that you go right now. Don't wait anymore. Don't wait any (laughs) more seconds right now. Go crush it with Kindle. Click the link and get John's book and start engaging with John in particular. If you you know that you want to write a book or you have written a book that you want to promote more, John is the right person for you. I've been knowing each other for years and it helped many people write and publish their books and right now if that's you see actually i'm using this time where i'm home to create something that i wanted to get done for ages there's Mm -hmm. never been a better time so get in touch with john highly recommend it and um, thank you for being on the podcast today man pleasure good fun
1: enjoyed it thank you
0: all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching or listening Uh, another episode of explode your expert business show and uh, what, uh, what an episode. Uh, let me know in the, in, in the review, what did you enjoy? Uh, leave a review um, to help us support a podcast. Remember, the more reviews you leave, the more I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the more you support as well the expansion of the podcast. That's how iTunes work. That's how the platform works. So it really means a lot if you enjoyed this interview to go and leave us a review. If you find the link in the show notes, you will find the review link. Without um, nothing else from me, I'll see you next time. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. (laughs) Ciao. Bye. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist.